Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi guys, this is Janny from Fancy Football Scout and you're listening to my team selection. If you'd like to watch live, the stream happens on YouTube every Wednesday. So if you're interested, just search Fancy Football Scout. Thanks for listening. Hello everyone. Welcome to Janny's team selection ahead of game week eight. You might notice Janny looks a little bit different. Uh, today. Uh, unfortunately, Janny is ill, so couldn't be here, which is a shame because it's his wildcard um, stream. But instead, Sam and I are going to dissect it and take it to the clean, isn't it, Sam? Oh, yeah. This is going to be chaos. <laughs> How are you anyway? Oh, Janny's going to wish he never asked for me. I know. Uh, well, he, he, right. he didn't, yeah. he didn't ask little... me, to be fair. I, you know, I was like, who, who can I get in that can do the most damage here? I'm going to go with Sam. Yeah. <laughs> i get Sam. Uh, yeah, I'm all right. I'm. Um... Feeling a little bit poorly myself today, so I haven't seen Johnny, so he's not infected mm. me. But um, hey, something going around, I think, at the minute. Something going so around. Back to school. Kids, I was going to say, kids, they are the source of most germs. They're a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> but you good otherwise? Bless them. Otherwise good, yes. Good? Otherwise good. Just trying to uh, work out what I do with my FPL team yeah. um, this week. But um, it's actually not looking too bad, so the question is... Do I minus four the week before a wild card just for a bit of fun, or do I just have less fun this week and hmm. go into wild card next week? That's where I am at the minute. The debate rumbles on. Yeah, how are you finding? Like, because obviously this season was supposed to be normal, <laughs> and obviously it was <laughs> a big event last week, and it's you know pushed things back a bit. And there's some people, mostly wild carders, I'd say, who are saying they're loving the chaos and they you know, go out to get a plan and all that. And then other people, you know, who've maybe used a wild card a few weeks ago with, you know, three Liverpool players and Chelsea player and everything really struggling. Where, where do you kind of sit? Are you, do you think this is kind of good for the game? Cause we're going to start seeing some sort of diversions in the template or are you finding it all a bit difficult to get your head around? Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Cause I think for me, actually the impact on my team is, is less. I mean, I've got two Liverpool players. I've got a Chelsea player. Um, but otherwise, my team's largely unaffected. I don't have any Brighton or Palace. I have a Leeds player. Um, but my team kind of feels like it's not too bad. And I've got two free transfers going into this week. So yeah. I can get out 11 without too many issues. Um, I, I, In some ways, I, I think it's good that we've had a bit of a mix up and it's come at an interesting time hasn't it for the mm. game because a lot of people would have been thinking about wild carding 
if not this week, then next week during the international break. So, yeah, I mean, I, I actually don't mind it. I think for me, it's it's just kind of trying to stay calm, trying to think about, you know, like I said before, do I really want to take a hit a week before my wild card? Well, a day mm. before my wild card, because the reality is I'm going to put it live on Friday night. So do I really want to take a minus four? Spoiler alert for Harry Kane. Um, a day before, a day yeah. before, I would wildcard him in anyway. Or do I just take Salah out, have a little bit of fun with that middle pick um, this week, and then sort out the Kane situation for the week after? Like, there's there's kind of all of that stuff that plays out with me. But I sort of like the fact that everyone's now doing different things. We've got some people that are free hitting through this week because they've got, like you say, mm. loads of Liverpool, loads of Chelsea, loads of Brighton. Um, or do and there's some people that play in the wild card like Gianni is some people that are trying to do what I am and just ride it through the week I kind of like the fact that it's it's shaking things up a bit yeah so do I I mean it's interesting seeing some of the players that are coming into people's teams yeah. I mean Bowen is the is the obvious one who I'm seeing quite a few fixtures. Madison as well he's 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 creeping into quite a few you know people deciding between Isak and Mitrovic and Tony and then do we go Kane mm. or De Bruyne there's now feels like there's actually the first point in which people are splitting off so yeah no it's, yeah. it's really interesting um all right let's talk about uh Gianni's team just before we do that as always, our sponsor for this video is Fantasy Five. Uh, if you haven't checked out Fantasy Five yet, it's a completely free-to-play game. There's links in the description um, below. Essentially, you pick five players across five different games. They have a fantasy points target, and if they all hit that target, then you win ten thousand pounds. Easy, easy to do. Not so easy <laughs> to do, um, as Jenny and I have found on, on a lot of these streams. But it's a, it's a great little game. It takes you know thirty seconds just to kind of set your team up. Uh, Sam and I will be talking through uh, the fixtures um, at the end of this video and we'll be sort of selecting our picks um, for that as well. Uh, but do go and, and check it out and, and give it a go uh, each week because why not? £10,000 is not to be sniffed at and there's lots of other prizes as well, weekly and monthly prizes and, and stuff. So yeah, check out Fantasy Five. Um, links in the description below. Right, without further ado, this is <laughs> Jenny's wildcard team that he sent to me this morning, uh, do bear in mind that Jani is currently lying in bed, um, feverish. Probably watching us. <laughs> Probably watching, hopefully watching us. Uh, <laughs> Waiting to see if I slate his team. Yes, it, yeah. Uh, this is the team <laughs> he, he's put together. It is different to a lot of other wildcard teams that I've, I've seen. Um, it's Pope and Goal. Uh, it's Cancelo, Trippier and Perisic. Uh, it's Bailey, Leon Bailey making his uh, return. Uh, Martinelli, De Bruyne, Saka, um, Haaland, Mitrovic and Tony. And then it's Ward, Emerson, Colback, and Reese James on the bench. And very surprisingly, 2.3 million <laughs> left in the bank. What do you think? What are your first thoughts? Well, that was the first thing I said to you, wasn't it? How much is in the bank here? Because it, it it's interesting, isn't it? Because in some ways, having that much money in the bank at the end of a wild card, particularly in a transition period like we are now, where you're kind of not sure whether you want to invest in Liverpool, do you want to go heavy on the Man City attack. What about the Spurs mm. attack? Which part of the Spurs attack do you want to invest in? Um, Chelsea, obviously, new era for them. We've not seen any games under Potter yet. First one will be in the Champions League tonight. That's crazy, isn't invest... it? Straight into the Champions yeah. League for Potter. It's... I know, mad, mm. right? So all of this is kind of chaotic if you're wildcarding, isn't it? Because... It, and then you're going obviously into games where Liverpool and Chelsea and Manchester United don't have a fixture this weekend. So 
all of this stuff is a little bit out there. So in some ways, even though my immediate reaction was, how much money is in the bank with this wildcard team? Is actually, maybe this is a good strategy actually at mm. this point, because it does mean that if after the international break, we do see suddenly the Liverpool that we're used to seeing in seasons gone by, and you do want to get back to Salah, you've got the ability to do that from KDB or from elsewhere in your team. So if you know then that it's, you know, it's Kane that you want or it's Son that you want or rather out there, it's Richarlison that you want, then you can go there. If Sterling suddenly becomes or a Bamiang suddenly becomes a thing under Potter, then you've got the ability to get to those players without too much disruption to the rest of your team. So in some ways, I sort of feel like I can see the logic in keeping the money in the bank Although right now, I can't see where you would spend it, mm. even in the future. No. I mean, my, my first thought when I saw this team was meh. <laughs> that's, my, that's, my, that's my that's my uh, criticism, my, my main criticism. I just, I look at it and I just think it's, like normally I look at a wildcard team and I think, oh, damn, it's got loads of players that I really want. But I look at Perisic yeah. and I think that's, that's going to be a, a difficult every week when there's the Champions League still going. Like, does it even start this week? And if he doesn't, you've got Emerson coming in. Or does Emerson even start this week if if Creswell's back? And then you're going mm. Cole back deep on a wild card. That doesn't exactly feel. You're getting a thirty minute Perisic. <laughs> you're getting a thirty minute Perisic or, or Cole back coming in. I mean Bailey's there as well. I mean I know he's been doing all right for Villa, but I mean he's going to be swapped for James next it's week. Not consistent but... with starts, is he? Either no. Bailey. That's the problem. Is that you never really know what Gerard is going to do. Is he going to start him? Is he going to bench him? Is he just going to come for a one point cameo? Or is he going to be great? Mm. Like it's the inconsistency of Bailey that puts me off him. And I mean the, the thing is, there's no, there's no like wow differential standout picks in this that's team. It. That's it. That's the thing that stands exactly. out for me. Yeah, that's exactly. Is that it. you know you've got Harlan, you've got KDB. Yep, sure great they look great but then across the rest of the team like everything else just looks very temp oh, i was gonna say template but for want of a better phrase template mm. like Mitrovic and tony up top with harland feels very much like the wildcard template that you would go to right now if you were gonna if you were gonna be wildcarding at this stage the midfield feels very lacking to me like it feels like you could go for some slightly more differential picks in there and maybe be better off as a result of it and then defensively, I guess, you know, Cancelo with Trippier and potentially Pulisic, but definitely the first two, they're going to be in most people's wildcard drafts. Perisic, I think, is is an all or nothing type of player, isn't he? He's either going to, I mean, in the Champions League last night, all right, didn't get anything in the end, but could probably should have got a clean sheet, mm. should have got an assist for that ball that he put across. And I don't know how Kane didn't, didn't pop it in. So there's a lot of kind of, potential in Perisic but that potential might end up being nothing so because of course you do have Cessna on there as well I just feel like if you were wildcarding right now there's a few players that I would take a gamble on like James Madison for me is a player that I would absolutely bring in on wildcard really just take yeah just take a gamble on him because the price point that he's at he's easy enough to move on if he ends up being a non-event the fixtures are really nice after this Spurs game for Leicester. They've got a nice set of fixtures. We will concede. We happily concede to Leicester every year. So I'd take a gamble on him. If I wasn't going to take a gamble on him, I'd take one on Bowen because the fixtures, again, mm. are really good for West Ham. And I and I think if you're wildcarding, in that kind of 8 million and slightly below price 
point there are players that you could kind of take a bit of a punt on and just if it doesn't pan out they're easy enough to downgrade like I would rather have them than Bailey knowing that I could downgrade them to Bailey at a later date should I need that money for something else yeah I think the the issue the issue people have got who are wildcarding this week is there's a lot of the exciting picks are in the teams that don't have a game so you know yeah. Chelsea like have got Sterling for example James I mean Jenny's got James but a lot of people like aren't going for him United you know with Rashford with Anthony with you know potentially one of one of yeah. their Dallo or someone like that Leeds with Sinistera Crystal Palace have got Zaha like these are all like the the players that I think are a little bit different that people might not be moving to if they're wildcarding this week whereas I reckon if you, with you wildcarding over the international break I reckon we might see more, a few more of those players kind of coming in. And I just look at this team. I think there's no, there's no wow factor here for me. There's no one, there's no one here that, I mean, there's, there's double Arsenal mids, Martinelli, Saka. Okay, that's all right for this week. But a lot of people are going to have Jesus and Martinelli anyway. And then Arsenal have the difficult kind of fixture run. Um, you know, Bailey's in. I don't really trust him. It's double Newcastle defence. No. Like, there's no one. And you, you mentioned Bowen. I think this week you've, you've kind of got to go for someone like Bowen or, or Madison or at least... Someone a bit different. I guess Saka's Saka's in there as that kind of differential this this week. But yeah, I don't know. I, I guess out of the eight million mids, it, it's tricky because Madison, the team's completely out of form. Bowen himself is completely out of form. Saka, I guess, is kind of scored last week or the week before, and, and is looking a bit better. I mean, Diaz as well is eight million, but you know, Liverpool haven't got a game this week, so it's tricky. I mean, what about Liverpool, right? So no Liverpool at all in this team. So that's. If you think about where we were at the start of the season, you know, if you think about all the stick you had for saying that Trent was droppable a few weeks ago and you were going to give him a few right? more weeks. I know how people are turned around now. It's, yeah. Don't, 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 you know, disregard what Sam says. It's, she's always right. She'll always come around. <laughs> Sometimes I say the right thing. <laughs> I don't follow it through with my own team. But some, but I mean, it's interesting though, isn't it? Because for me, if I was wildcarding this week, I would set my team up. So I feel like John has set up this team with this game week in particular mm. in mind, obviously, knowing that you've got the blank fixtures. But I I look at what will happen for game week nine through 16 until the unlimited transfer window opens and think, well, there's going to be a lot of players that you're going to want that you haven't got that's either going to take a couple of weeks to get there in terms of free transfers or it's going to be a hit to get there because you're going to want to get those players in quicker. So I would go with players now that I think are slightly more long-term picks. Like, And, mm. and actually, I would use those three bench spots that you've got. Like, really, are Emerson and Colback really that important for this week? No. So why not use those spots better and have players in that are from the teams that are blanking this week? Because if, as long as you listen to Neil on, on team news, then you're going to know that you've got starting 11, right? So as long as you can be fairly sure that your starting 11 is going to start or at least get minutes, then I would, like he's done with the Reese James spot, I would take a couple of chances mm. on on players like Rashford or on players like um, Zaha at Crystal Palace or keep, a, you know, not maybe not Brighton because the fixtures get awful and, and who knows what's going to happen with them now Potter's gone. But I would I would take some... Sorry, sorry I shouldn't have mentioned that to you. Actually, <laughs> should. I just realised who I was talking to. Um, but, you know, I would take a couple of chances on players that don't have fixtures this week but that will come into my team for the week after because a lot of managers, like you've said, like me, like the managers that will wildcard over international break will have the luxury of being able to do that. And what you don't want is for your wildcard team to be behind because you've, you're already feeling like, oh, I need to make 
more changes now in order to have these other players mm. that I didn't bring in on wildcard. Yeah, I think, like I said, I think it's a tricky week to wildcard this week because you've got to you've got to have a strong 11 for this week because you're not going to wildcard and have a load of blanks and, and you know, sub players mm-hmm. and rubbish players. But at the same time, you've no. got to set it up, you know, between now and and the, with the World Cup starting. So try to balance those things. Wildcarding into a blank game week, even though there's only, what, three games missing, it's always going to make it harder because, like I said, you're missing these kind of key players from it. I think going low Liverpool is... Probably what I'd do, but I'd be interested to know what, what your thinking is on your wildcard over the international. Do you reckon you're going to keep one of Trent, Salah, or, or Diaz, or are you going to go completely, completely without? I sold Trent last week when there wasn't a game week. I just had enough. Gone. Yeah. Um, I just was like, do you know, even if he does have a fixture, obviously at this point we didn't know what was happening with Gamey Kate when I sold him, but I was at that point where I was like, even if he plays Chelsea, I don't think he's going to get a clean mm. sheet. And therefore, if he's not going to get it, and this is where I am with my defenders right now, they I have to be fairly sure, particularly if they're premium, that they're going to get either a clean sheet or attacking returns. And with Trent, I'm not convinced that there's going to be either of those two things. So he's gone, which means I still have Salah and Diaz. Salah I'm going to sell this week as part of my free transfers. Diaz is the kind of interesting one because... I do like the players in kind of that bracket. I think it's it, it's a bit difficult because for me, it's kind of Jota that's catching my eye actually mm. again now that he's fit. But the problem I've got with him is that he's a forward and I don't really want to take up one of those spots. So no, I think I'm going to go... Really. No. So I think I'm going to actually go without Liverpool on wild card, mm. but I will leave a little bit of scope to get to Trent or to get to Diaz by having somebody in that similar sort of price bracket. I just think that Liverpool will get better now that Thiago's back. They did look a lot better, actually, in the Champions League last night, a lot better than they did Mm. previously. They're getting their right players back again. That will help. But I don't see that it's going to be a quick turnaround for them. And at the price point they are, yes, they will get clean sheets, I'm sure. Yes, there will be goals that Salah scores and I won't have him for them. But I think you can distribute that budget better across some of the other fixtures that some of the other teams have got. So I think even on wildcard, I'll go without Liverpool. Um, but just give myself the opportunity to get to to one of them should the time come where I want them back. Yeah, it is, it's, it's the biggest decision, I think, so, so far this season. Mm. Because, you know, we're seeing people with three Liverpool selling all three. On, on these wild yeah. cards. I think Jenny's got Jenny's got at least two. I'm not sure he's got Diaz as well. I mean, they come straight into a Brighton at home game in, in game week nine after the international break. Mm-hmm. You've got to think they're going to score some goals in, in that. You know, we've just lost our manager. We've got yeah. Crofts in charge. You know, we don't... We do all right. Well, I think we do. We play all right against Liverpool, but we don't tend to get anything from the game. So they'll be expected to score two or three goals in that game. And then it's Arsenal yeah. away. Well, Arsenal have been defending great lately. Ramsdale can't seem to save anything. So... It's a tough game on paper, but I still expect Liverpool to score in that. And then it's City. Well, that, anything can happen in, in that match. The City-Liverpool yeah. games are always wild. So it is a tough three fixtures when you look at them. But do I still expect Liverpool to score in all three? Yeah, probably. I'd, I'd, I'd imagine they do. They've got options now. They've got, they've got Jota back, like you said. They've got, you know, um, you know, Robertson will be back after the international break as well, which which will which will help them. Although Simicast, um played well. So... I think people were going to wildcard and and maybe be clamouring to get back players. And I guess that's why Jenny's got this money in the bank because it lets him kind of move. But it's why I think having that 8 million mid in a Bowen or a Madison 
mm. you can move him quite easily to Diaz if, if you need to. So that's what I will do. Yeah. I think for me that that's what I'm going to look to do on my wild card is change him out for probably Bowen, maybe Madison. Well, probably Madison actually, maybe Bowen. Um, I just think that if Leicester are going to improve, then Madison is going to be a big part of that. Mm. And the fixtures are nice, so I think that's probably what I will do. Possibly Bowen. I just don't. I don't know about West Ham. I don't know about this extra midweek. The playing European football as well seems to just have such a detrimental impact on a lot of teams and, and what they can do in the league. Um, I worry a little bit about that with them. So, but I think it makes a lot of sense. Like, so Johnny has got Saka in there, but and the Arsenal fixtures do get harder. So maybe that's the the thought process is that Saka could be Diaz after the international yeah. break, um, because maybe you don't want to hold double Arsenal afterwards but i think now again it's a difficult moment with the wild carders isn't it because arsenal for game week eight yes arsenal for game week nine well maybe maybe you don't want but then do you want to sell the Mm. likes of jesus ahead of this week's fixture maybe it's come a week early again this is what i mean selling selling players like jesus and 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 players and it's a risk and they're not really targeting I mean, this the Spurs game, for example. No, no Kane um, in this team. Obviously, gone for De Bruyne um, instead. Let me just show you the. So I, I put together. This podcast is sponsored by Paramount Plus, where Champions League soccer is back. Nine months of heart-stopping, hold-your-breath exhilaration starts on September the sixth with the biggest stars and top teams across Europe. Watch every match from the group stage through to the knockout rounds as Benzema and Real Madrid defend their title against the likes of Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, PSG, Barcelona and more. Don't miss a single second with Paramount Plus starting from September the 6th. I put together a wildcard um, team of my own. I've used mine, so I've, this is purely just a draft. But I really struggled to like put it together and think about who I wanted to get in. Um, so the one I put together is... Double Newcastle events, same as Jenny, Pope and Trippier. Um, yeah. Cancelo, I've left Saliba in because, you know, there's quite a lot of money sort of tied up in him. But, I mean, he could be another 4.7-ish defender. Yeah. Um, and then I've gone for a Pereira, Martinelli, Bowen and Foden. And then Mitrovic, Kane and Haaland up top. So Kane instead of, of De Bruyne, basically. And then I've put James and Zaha on the bench, ready to kind of come in. But this means playing Pereira this week, which... I don't think it's terrible. I mean, given that it's Nottingham Forest no, and they've been they've been shipping loads of goals, he seems a perfect kind of player for me for for any kind of wild card yep. or, or bench. Um, and then I've gone for Bowen just because I think that Everton game is pro- better no than Pickford. Yeah, no Pickford. I mean, it's better than Madison versus Spurs. Diaz hasn't got the game. Um, it could be Saka, for example, um, but Saka or Bowen. I mean, Bowen's stats are awful, absolutely awful this season. <laughs> terrible. So yeah. you are really relying on on a complete change in fortune yeah. for him but he has got pens now we think uh, based on based on the Europa League um but I, mean, I even look at this team and it's not that dissimilar to mine and I just think nah <laughs> lost all my Liverpool players probably want to get some of them back soon I don't know it's not massively inspiring well this is the thing I think this is the team that I would sort of roughly speaking I would wildcard to mm. this week I'd have Kane I would definitely have Kane for this week that I mean his record against Leicester is obscene as his sons actually averages like nine points per match against them so I would definitely be going with Kane this week up top with Harlem because it's easy enough isn't it next week week after whenever you decide you don't want to go with the big powerful two up top to just bring Kane back down yeah. to 
anybody else. You could come down as far as Tony if you wanted to, but you could stop halfway if Nunez and, and Jota do become the right Liverpool players to own. You can stop there and have them. Um, if a Bamiang kicks off against uh, at Chelsea, then you know you can go there. Like there's flexibility there that allows you that scope, which you can then take the rest of that money and deploy it into midfield. So, I I would 100% have Kane this week if I was wild carding. I'd have Kane this week. I think for me that's. I think you have to. Like I I know I just I just, I just sorry sorry to interrupt. I just I just completely agree. Right. I think it's Leicester at home. Like it's the best yeah. fixture there is at the moment. He loves him. It's his, it's his best Absolutely. ever scoring team. He got 24 points against him. It's his best ever FPL return was against Leicester. I don't know. I, I mean, I think I also think that this team has more longevity beyond game week eight. Mm. So because you've got the two that are coming off the bench into nice fixtures, because you've got you've got players in there that you can swap in and out because you've got the, the two of them in in the eight million bracket with Foden and Bowen. It allows you the scope to move around easier. And I think if you're wildcarding right now, that's what you need, because obviously this wildcard has got to see you through until game week 16. And at that point, things are going to change quite a lot. So give yourself as much potential as you can to hit through. And I think that this team feels it feels better built for this week and beyond. The only difference being, obviously, that Johnny's got KDB, who I do think is a really nice pick mm. for this week. But you've got Foden instead, who's not a bad pick at all for this game week. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate Johnny's team at all. I don't think it's terrible. I think it's it's solid. It's just not that exciting but then even the most exciting team that i can build isn't really that exciting i think kane is just the one player who i would definitely want because i think if you're swapping salah out i think kane is is after hard is is the next best premium so i don't know why you wouldn't kind of go for him especially when he's got a great fixture this week decent fixtures going forward absolutely nailed on to play he kind of hits all the all the boxes for me um the scary thing about this wild card is of course there's no way of getting salah back without hits lots of hits there's no way of getting Trent back with with lots yeah. of hits so you're you're pretty much resigning yourself only for, for to get Diaz if you desperately want to get a Liverpool player back in and I guess that's the kind of gamble isn't it but anyone wildcarding this week isn't going to go for Salah or Trent I wouldn't have thought no and I don't because I don't think you have to I think you can deploy their money through your through your team but just pick the players that you have in replacement for them wisely, knowing that it's then mm. easier. Like, I can see why Johnny's got KDB from that perspective. Because if you go KDB or Son for this week, then you've got the ability to go with the money that you've got in the bank. Whereas if you've gone for Kane, it's more difficult because it's a hit to swap the money back from the forward line into midfield. I yep. guess that's why he's done what he's done. Yep, I agree. We can see whether he sticks with that. I mean, yeah, I, I, I sense... I mean, Johnny has actually had quite a lot of money in his bank all season, but... I think I'd be surprised if he ended up with 2.3 million in his bank after the wild card. I think he will do what you said and distribute that and up some of those bench players, um, you know, to yeah. target. Yeah, I think just like, be ready for next exactly week. Callback to Rashford or something like that. I think would would yeah, maybe just setting up a bit a bit kind of nicer. Um, excellent stuff. Let's talk about some of the games uh, this week. Then uh, these are the five the fancy five have picked out: Wolves, City, Newcastle, Bournemouth, Spurs, Leicester. Brentford Arsenal and Everton West Ham. Let's start with Wolves City. Uh, Fantasy Vibe obviously works kind of two ways. You can either go for the the, the teams like Man City, um, who you'd expect to score lots of goals and keep clean sheets, but they've got much higher points targets to get than someone like Wolves. So uh, Diego Costa has, has signed for, for Wolves, but he's not in, in the game yet. No, he's had more yellow cards than goals since he left the Premier League, Diego Costa. 
19 yellows, 16 this goals. Surprise me. Are you shocked by this? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, just thought it was quite a, quite yeah. a nice stat. Um, so I guess that we decide here, do we think Wolves can nick a goal? Do, do we go for someone like um, Jimenez or Neto, who all basically just need a goal um, to hit their target of, of kind of 5.5? Or do we go for someone like Haaland with a points target at 9.5 and assume that they're going to absolutely batter them? What I do don't think Wolves will score in this game. Then I think we go for Haaland, right? 9.5? Yeah. De Bruyne, 10.5. Yeah. Haaland, 9.5. That's... He 9.5. That's... A good price for him, I think. He, he can brace, can't he? Yeah. He can hat-trick. Uh, yeah, for me, I, I'd be getting Haaland in that one. It's a good week, I think, this week for, for Fantasy Five because quite a few of the targets I'm seeing are gettable. Like Haaland 9.5 is yeah. obviously gettable. I mean, Newcastle Bournemouth is next. I mean, Isak's there at 6.5. I mean, that's, that's a good price for him. Um, you know, a lot of the, the other Newcastle players are priced quite highly. So St. Maximan's 8.5, for example. Like Almiron, 7-5. You look at the defence, look at someone like Trippier, maybe, 8-5. So he needs a, an assist, you know, as well as a clean sheet. As well as a clean sheet. I think you go for Isak, right? I mean, you need a couple of yeah. attacking returns, but you've got to expect Bournemouth to concede a couple to Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really nice. I would have expected him to have so a bigger price return than that one. So, yeah, yeah I'll go with him. Yeah. Uh, one for you then. Uh, Spurs, Leicester next. Got <laughs> Kane at 9-5. Richarlison at 7-5. Uh, Son at 9.5 Kulisewski at 8.5 yeah and then the Leicester players are are, are priced pretty kindly Madison 6.5 for example Um, the Spurs defenders 6.5 I think really Leicester you're not really going to touch any of them but but Madison at 6.5 Vardy 6.5 as well but uh, we won't keep a clean sheet, so I think no. that rules out the defenders. Like I, well, I think I it probably rules out Madison as well. He, he needs multiple returns to get six six five yeah. without a clean sheet. So I think we probably go for one of the Spurs attackers, right? Yeah. So the question is then which one? Now Kane is the obvious one. I think if Kane and Kane and Son have got the same price return, right? Yeah. They've got so Kane of those two. The question is, do you go Richarlison instead? I think you go Kane. I just think Kane's record against Leicester. I think you overthink it if you try and yeah. go for Richarlison. Like Kane is the obvious pick. If you've got any way of having him in FPL, you do this week. So therefore, from a fantasy five perspective, I would expect him to get more than nine point five this week. I think if you were to bet on a player to get the most points this week, you would bet on Kane. Yeah, I think in terms of ceiling, it's him, him or Harland, obviously for for captain. Him and Harland, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if. Spurs won that game 5-0 whereas I think if Wolves conceded 5 to City I'd be more surprised by that given how just given how bad Leicester have been so far yeah I think I'd agree with that I, mean, I think you know Kane regularly returns double digit hauls against Leicester yeah. it's just the sort of thing he does he'll go into that game really confident having said that so does Son to mm. be fair Son's record against Leicester is also really good but his form is just so off it that I don't know that I would bank on him getting close to that 9.5, whereas I I could see Kane exceeding that yeah. as a point yep. of return. Agreed. Uh, Arsenal-Brentford next. Uh, Gabriel Jesus, 8.5. And then all the mids. Uh, Odegaard, 7.5. Saka, 8.5. Martinelli, 7.5. Uh, looking at some of the Brentford boys, you've got Ivan Tony at 6.5. Probably not going to go there. And then it's quite difficult to know who, who else would score for them. I mean, Vissers, 7-5. Jensen, 5-5. Five, five. Probably not looking so much at defence. I think this game's probably got goals in it. So I guess we go Jesus or Saka, probably, at 8-5. 
yeah. What did you say Odegaard was? Six five. Seven. Seven five. Seven. So he'd seven, need five. he'd need a clean mm. sheet and a goal. It rules him out really. Mm. See, I think he could do well this week. Odegaard. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't I'm, know why. I'm, I'd be happy with that. I'd be able to go with Odegaard, clean sheet and a goal. I just think he could. There could be some returns for him this week. Like I'd, I'm not seeing a lot of. Jesus hasn't exactly been on the best form lately. Would I think he's going to get two attacking returns True. against Brentford? I'm not not certain. Saka, his form's improving, but again, would we think he's going to get two he attacking multi, returns? He needs a goal and an assist, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know that he would. I mean, he's getting sort of an assist here. I've got you know, he's, but he's not hauling. We've not seen that so far. Whereas Odegaard is that is that little bit less. So could he get a goal? And he has been known to get them so far and keep a clean sheet yeah I think he might so I might just be more tempted over him than the other two I'm happy with that that's good reasoning to me uh, and then the final game is uh, Everton versus West Ham uh, so we've got Antonio and Skamaka at 6-5 uh, Neil Mopay for Everton at 6-5 I can't stop laughing when I see his name uh, <laughs> I can't stop uh, Gordon at 7-5 Bowen 7-5. Paqueta is interesting at 6-5. Seb was talking about him on the scout cast. He was um foreign player of the year last season in the French league, beating Messi and they? Neymar, who I don't even think were nominated from, from what I read. Really? I know. Crazy, right? Uh, so, yeah, coming in, he's an attacking midfielder. We haven't seen the best of him yet, but you know, should paid a lot of money for him and was, was being sought after by, I think, Spurs were after him and, and Newcastle as well. So he's an interesting one. Um, or if you think it's going to be a low-scoring game, um, you've basically got all the defenders there at, at 6-5 as well. So again, they'd need to get a clean sheet and some kind of attacking return. So I think we'd probably stick to the mids. Who are you banking on in this one, Everton or West Ham? West Ham, just. Mm. Just. And only because they've not got Pickford. And I think that's the thing with Everton. Like, I, not, not that I think Pickford's particularly great. Um, but Pickford, the only reason they kept a clean sheet against Liverpool was because Pickford had a good game. And without Pickford, I I worry that, you know, he, he does have one or two good saves in him per game. I don't, but I don't think West Ham will score loads of goals. Like I could see this being 1-0 West Ham. Like I don't, I don't think that there's loads of attacking returns in this one. So I'd be looking for a midfielder, probably from West Ham. Then I guess we either go with Bowen or, or Paqueta. Both would need a goal. But Bowen's going to need... What did you say Bowen is? Bowen Seven points. Yeah, if he got a clean sheet and a goal, that would do it, because that'd be eight. Maybe so we so, go with him. Yeah, so if it was one if it was one nil West Ham, then he would get and he scored, that would be he would get it. So yeah, I'm I'm happy with Bowen. Let's go for Bowen. Yeah, I mean I just don't see Everton just have got no real uh, they're gonna score four now, aren't they, when I say this. But I don't see Everton have a lot of attacking threat going yeah. into this one. I think West Ham will have the edge. So, yeah, let's go Bowen. Yep, cool. So that gives us Harlan, Isak, Kane, Odegaard and Bowen. A nice five. Uh, if you find this all interesting and you want to give it a go, as I said, links in the description um, and you can set up your own team as well. Get them all right. Beat your target and you will win £10,000. Sam, I need to call you Janny then. Janny, Sam, whatever your name is. <laughs> I like to do anything these days. Uh, thanks for coming. We'll be back with the Q&A on Friday. Yes. We nearly did one last week, but then obviously we then heard about all the. We were ready. Weren't we were ready. We? we were ready and willing. But yeah, it was a very strange. We will week. be back this week. We will be back this week. Yeah, I'll be back tomorrow with uh, my team selection um, as well because I have no idea what I'm doing with my team uh, <laughs> at the moment, and I haven't got the luxury of a wild card this week or next week like you. 
but until then um we'll say goodbye thanks for joining us and we'll see you soon bye guys